Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview. Good day and welcome to the SL Podcast. Back in September of 2020, when I spoke to Swallows FC chairman, David Mohashwa, he told us that the team was not a retirement village. They were, of course, coming off of that impressive run in the PSL bubble, which saw them crowned champions of the Glad Africa Championship, earning themselves automatic promotion to the DSTV Premiership and capping off a stunning return to the top flight for the Dubai Birds. Well, since then, they've gone from strength to strength. They currently sit in second position right behind Sundowns with the opportunity to take top spot with a win over Chipper United and of course just ahead of that big match on the weekend of Sundowns versus Swallows. Well, I'm sure that targets and expectations have evolved since we last spoke in September. And so it's only right that we bring him back for a follow-up interview to discuss the second half of the season, which approaches very soon, what he expects from his team now that the Nedbank Cup is coming into play and a whole lot more. This is our latest chat with Swallows FC chairman, David Mohashwa. I am your host, Salu Paho, and this is The Big Interview. I'm happy to be joined on the line by Swallows FC chairman, David Mohashwa. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, thanks, sir. How are you? All good, all good. Now, last time we had you on the podcast, you stated Swallows FC is not a retirement village. That was back in September when you guys had uh, earned promotion with that historic run. Do you think that people have finally listened to you and believe you when you say the Swallows team is not to be played with? Salus is a team full of Zlatans, you know, so we've got uh, very experienced players there, not old players. I mean, the oldest we have is 36, mm. but because of the historic um, issues uh, that Salus had, people are always associated with the retirement village, but we are not. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, the average age of the team is about 27, uh, and I think with that starting lineup, there's a good balance of experience and youth. Um, who do you think has been the key to Swallow's historic start in the in the top flight. Well, the key person there is um, it's actually key three people that have been um, that have been uh, part of Swallow's successful starts, and they've been with us from the Blood Africa Championship. You talk about Buyo, you talk about our captain Cheese Boy, and you talk about uh, Virgil Prince as well. Mm. So because of their experience, they were able to guide the ship into the Premiership and keep the young ones grounded. Now you matched up against Sundowns this weekend, and uh, also. By the time people listen to this podcast, you guys will be facing Chipper United this evening. Um, do you worry more about the so-called big matches or those little matches? Because sometimes you can have those hoodoo teams. Do you worry more about the big games or the little ones? No, no, no. We worried about Chipper. We don't even worry about Sundowns uh, because we can match Sundowns to toe. We worried about Chipper. It's the teams that are below us that we worried about. Even even in the Glad Africa Championship, that's how we approach the game. We worried more about the teams that were below us than the ones that were above us. Now, you mentioned Glad Africa Championship. It's it's remarkable to me. Um, I think you can trace your guys' unbeaten run in all league competition back to... Uh, you know, to the bubble and uh, before the bubble, even. Yeah, you can trace it back to March last year. To March. And who lost to Tops? Exactly. Um, and yeah. and, and it, it, it's just remarkable to me the fact that you guys have 
continued in the same vein of for um, in this top flight. Is there a difference in approach uh, for the team, for the staff, uh, when it comes to the DSTV Premiership than what you had in the Glad Africa? No, the approach is the same. That's why you see that we've um, kept the, the technical team the same. No, it hasn't changed. And uh, the key factor was um, 50% of the players that won the championship are playing in the DSTV Premiership and their regular futures. This shows us that um, we've got a good team. We had a good team. We are in the grade of um, in the DSTV Championship because of the of we won. You know, we won it on the pitch, so it was not like a a, a, a transaction. You know, so we are happy that uh, we won the um, the championship and got promoted into the Premiership. That is why you see solos being on top and not struggling because we are consistent. And uh, I saw you recently tweet, so somebody had asked on Twitter, where do you think uh, the that Swallows FC will finish uh, this season? And you replied that you'll definitely finish top eight. Why so conservative given that you guys are, are in that top three? You know, the, the games are getting tougher and tougher. You know, I've always said to my technical team that we need to collect points as early as possible because second round is going to get tough. I mean, we, uh, we, we beat Chiefs one day uh, when we play with them at home. If you look at the Chiefs today, you can't beat that team. It's a very solid team. They are more organized. So we, uh, the plan was always to collect points early so that when it becomes difficult, we collected enough points to secure as a top eight and make sure that we avoid relegation. So that has always been the plan. And uh, I know you engage quite a bit with the players and staff. We see that on, on social media as well. Uh, what is their feeling as to what can be achieved this campaign? I know they, they must be very confident now. They are very confident, they are excited, and um, I think they are doing well because we always tell the players that um, the badge is more important. What you do on the field and the field is more important to, to the brand, Swallows. So they know and understand that, and when they go to the field, they play for Swallows and they play for themselves as well. I mean, you look at uh, Jabu Mwabu, doing very well, um, Zayanta at 26, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. So when he plays, he's also advertising himself, which is good for the club and good for himself as an individual. So we have players that are committed to make sure that the brand solo stays in the premiership and the players also get to be noticed by the world. Uh, speaking of getting noticed by the world, I'm sure it must be on everyone's minds there at Swallows. Um, who in the Swallows team do you think deserves a run in the national team this year? Because, of course, we only have the next uh, round of fixtures for qualifiers in March, I believe. Uh, so there's very much an opportunity for these Swallows players to make the, the lineup. Who do you think deserves a, a shout from, from, from the national team boss? I think the same player that I mentioned, Jabulo, deserves a, a call-up. Mm -hmm. Rafanam Tetra has got um, three men of the match uh, awards. He also deserves one. So um, I just want them to keep their consistency, and I'm sure that the call-up will come. Uh, now, are there any areas that you feel Swallows need to improve before the end of the season? You mentioned that the second half gets tougher. Uh, have, what are the weaknesses that you still see in the side that you'd like to chip away at? The only thing that I'm worried about is um, if the team continues to do well, that means we'll also do well in the net bank, which will then mean that um, our workload will be doubled. So the players might be fatigued. So we just need to make sure that with this um, open window, we don't uh, get too excited and uh, maybe release players or get more players. We just need to be careful on how we plan the window so that we have enough players to carry us on the net bank if we want to uh, do well in the net bank and in the league because we might lose focus on one if we're going to continue doing this well. Now, you, you mentioned that uh, that kind of workload balance. Um, 
is it is it something that you worry about next season? Because if you fin if you guys finish, say you say the league ended now and you finished second, you'd also have um, African competition. And I've spoken to SuperSports United boss Stan Matthews, and he actually was very open about the fact that he avoids he he doesn't want SuperSports United to finish top three because then they have to worry about Africa. Is this something that you've thought about before? Funny you mentioned Stan Matthews. I had a chat with him also. Um, I think it was a day before yesterday, and which is something I also say. I know our supporters might want to think otherwise and want the league as well as to win the league. I'd also avoid going into Africa because um, it not only does it come with extra logistics, but it comes with uh, an extra financial burden that the team has to carry because um, now you're going to be paying in dollars that you don't have. You won't uh, 15 million rand as number one or 10 million rand as number two. That is nothing when you convert it into um, into dollars. And then you have to go play there, uh, financial resources, and then uh, workload as well. Then you're going to uh, you know, be threatened with relegation. So I don't want that for the team. I honestly don't. Yes, it's nice to win the league, but it's not um, something that I'll drink and put as a first prize. If it happens, yes, it happens. We can't avoid it. But it's not something that we're actually looking for. That is why you see me talking about top eight. Because top eight, we will go there. Next season, we will be able to compete and go hard at it and make sure that we win a trophy for our supporters. I have to ask a question. I see with engagement, there's a lot more positivity surrounding Swallows FC than there is for Galaxy and, of course, Chakuma. Uh, why do you think that is? You know, as I mentioned, that, uh, you know, Swallows is in the DSTV Premiership because we won... Um, championship got promoted so there was no transition involved the players that we have they know each other so they, they know the system they are working within that system so you look at um, the uh, TS and TTM they have new players and they have to find a lot of new players so now they still have to find themselves so I think once they find themselves they'll do well so they just have to find themselves and then they'll do well with Solos is because the same players that we played with in the championship are the same players that are now playing in the DSTV uh, championship. We just beat up here and there. The players know this and understand the system. They are still working within the same system. Now, you know, when it comes to uh, teams who get newly promoted, back when we were allowed fans in stadiums, you would always see generally their stadiums would be empty until they welcome a Chiefs or a, or a, or a Pirates or a Sundowns. But you guys have this kind of strange blessing where you're able to gain all of these new supporters uh, week by week, despite the fact that you can't welcome fans into the stadium. Do you expect there to be a surprising number of supporters when you guys are able to welcome fans back to Dobsonville? You know, um, Solos is very lucky that it, uh, it's loved. You know, um, Everyone you speak to, um, even yourself, if you support Chiefs or Pirates, but you would say your grandmother or your grandfather supported Solos. So we've got that kind of support, that emotional support, that people love Solos because of the historic support. And our support has been growing. I mean, I looked at it in the championship. We started off with about a thousand supporters. And when, when we had uh, the last batch of fans we had, it was about 5,000. So the numbers were growing day in and day out. Currently, we don't have supporters at the stadium, but I believe that had the supporters been allowed at the stadium, we would have seen a sold-out affair between uh, Solos and Pirates. Supporters are now very happy and they're excited. Uh, most definitely. How, how important, and I see this across, um, some teams are clever enough to have uh, proper social media engagement, and I see you as a chairman as well, um, engaging with supporters on social media. How crucial has that been to this kind of rebrand of Swallows that we've seen in recent years? No, it is very crucial because, I mean, I remember when I was still growing up in the village, it, uh, it looked like um, uh, when you support Kaiser Chiefs, for example, it's 
it's too difficult or you can never talk to those players or get close to them. So it's important that the supporters feel part of the club and they feel closer to the people that are running the club and the people that are involved in the club so that they, you know, they feel that they are part of the family. So that's why uh, the internet and social media has brought us closer to everyone and we need to to be part of that and not say um, I'm the chairperson of Soros, I cannot be talking supporters on social media. I'm going to be there like Donald Trump, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> say Cole Dobsonville, the White House, I see. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, you know, since we had you on last time, you guys have gone from strength to strength um, and, and, and we continue to see it week in, week out. You guys just won't go anywhere and I think we, we have to all accept that you're here to stay. So uh, thank you very much for, for joining me on the show. Swallows FC Chairman, Mr. David Mukhashwa. Have a fantastic day further. Thank you, my brother. Thank you very much. The Big Interview is a team effort driven by the following individuals at the SL Podcast. It is hosted and produced by Slu Paho. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt with graphics provided by Nino Segalen. Brought to you by Sokola Duma.